When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess. For elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. is Slobberknockers, the show where three fans get off the couch and on the mics to talk all things football. With your hosts, Joshua Toomey, Gene Vogel, and yours truly, Baco. Welcome to Slobberknockers, the only show that will tell you you cannot overcome a 33-point deficit without being down by 33 points. My name is Baco, and I am joined this week, as I am every week typically, with Gene Vogel from the Disciples of the Watch podcast. Gene, how are you this day? I don't know, fine Tuesday when we record. <laughs> well, I'm doing all right, man. It, it's uh, nice to have a, uh, a win under our belt, even though it wasn't expected. After the first half of the game, sure. But <laughs> uh, and we'll get to that in a second here. Uh, Toomey is, of course, uh, absent this week because of a last-minute holiday get-together. Uh, I, I don't understand what's happening. I, I now he's you know the, of course we know the Titans didn't, our, our Titans didn't win. Um, kind of a squeaker to you know a, a three-point loss anyway. Uh, and, you know, it's starting to seem like sour grapes. I mean, look, the last time I missed, I maybe this is what he was thinking, because I believe I told everybody about it not quite a week ahead of time that I wasn't going to be able to be in that one Tuesday. Uh, and it seemed to catch you off guard when the Tuesday actually rolled around. So maybe maybe he's thinking too much notice just gets forgotten. I'm going to wait to the last minute. And then it's just this, you know, holiday party that he's, he's supposedly attending on a Tuesday night. That's a good question. Um, I think that he just forgot to tell us, or he's so embarrassed by his team that he just couldn't face the mic. <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering, if it's that or if it's uh, uh, just, uh, or, you know, I mean, we're, we're all men, too. How many times have our wives reminded us that we were doing something on a day that we didn't have any idea that we had plans that night? So <laughs> That's a good uh, point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he can clear that up hopefully next week when, when we're all back together. Uh, yeah, and, and by the way, before I forget, uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours, Gene. I hope everybody uh, is uh, doing well, and you're all excited to open presents and uh, you know 
take the Lord's name in vain a few times on uh, Christmas. Yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend. I'm I'm somewhat dreading it, but uh, looking forward to it as well. And I'll be yeah. glad when it's over. Fair enough. How about you? Uh, I'm just going to go with the same. Yeah. Um, there's uh, I, I, I there's always crazy crap going on, and it's for some reason extra stress dumped on me because of the the football schedule that I played no role in making. Uh, so, uh, as you know, um, I, I, I do plan on watching the game uninterrupted, even though it's on Christmas Eve at noon. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll be able to as well. I won't be, I won't be scheduling any podcasts for Saturday. So I think I'm doing pretty good. All right. Well, uh, I would like to hear Tommy's feedback, not just on uh, the Titans game. Well, he probably doesn't want to relive it in a week from today. Uh, I just don't have – I didn't get a chance to see it in, a, in, I don't know, with everything that was going on just that, that weekend in general, a lot of crazy football. I didn't get a lot of details on that. But I also kind of wanted to get the perspective of the, the Vikings win – uh, that we're just about to get into just from somebody who isn't in Minnesota because you and I, you know, obviously we're immersed and hit with this every day, but it does seem like it's the game itself. And we'll get to this in a minute because I'm going to kick it to you just to talk about the game. But the game itself seems to be overshadowed by a couple, what I'll call, smaller anomalies that happened over the weekend. Still a really fun weekend of football. But the Viking game in general, break it down for us, Gene. <laughs> well, it was... Well, it was two quarters of I can't believe I'm. this is my team that was supposed to win this game, and they were supposed to win it handily. Even Vegas had them picked to win this game, and we proceeded to uh, dig ourselves into a 33-point hole. Weird weird first half. Weird is, yeah, that's that's putting it lightly. I don't remember what time it was I walked away. I, no, I'm sorry. I do know what time it was. I just don't remember <laughs> uh, the points because I, I did have a, a scheduled podcast that we needed to um, to re- to course. move to a Saturday, and it just turned out that was the time that worked. Okay, I tried getting it earlier, but uh, Nate had a, an eye appointment, so it just didn't work out, so so be it. But I tell you, when it came close to 1 o'clock and I had to come down to Vogelfil Studios here and set up, I was grateful to get away from my television and stop feeling like the, my team was completely uh, crapping the proverbial bed. It was... It's weird, too, because we're trying to see just some small um, improvement from the defense. Like, just be a little bit better, because it seems like our offense can cover it. If you if you can hold a team to 24 points, 22 points, then I feel good about what our offense is going to be able to do. It's difficult because the defense, as I look at that game now, they, I mean, twice they got the ball on our 31 and the defenses you know did their job and held them the field goals the two they got a touchdown off a blocked punt not the defense's fault a touchdown on a pick six also not the defense's fault they really did a solid job especially comparatively overall when you when you look at how they played they only gave up 22 points in the whole game which i just talked about and two touchdowns were taken away from us one for sure, and actually, I, I'm just going to say flat out, they were both horrible calls. And here's the thing on that with with with, with these weird. So there was the uh, uh, both fumble recoveries, uh, one for a touchdown in the first half. To me, that one was bigger than a lot of people are talking about because that would have changed. We went into halftime down 33-0, uh, and that would have made the game 24-7 with not much time left in the second in the in the second quarter. I think uh, about six seven minutes. 
that drastically changes what what goes on there to just and just that was the worst call I've ever seen as far as like oh we 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 played the play we called the play dead first of all never heard a fucking whistle and I didn't see referees running in moving their arms and I wasn't expecting it because the guy just got stopped usually they let it go for at least half a second but then the one in the second half same thing fumble recovery and this one and again both these times it's like referees just they gave you an out they made it easy for you yes let the play go and they they will review all turnovers, and then anything that you want to do gets sorted out in that. So if it was something that was supposed to be stopped or whatever, you know, you had that opportunity, and that just frustrating, uh, to say the least. Yeah, they had that built-in safety net. All you have to do is let it play out, uh, and, you know, no, make no jump judgment, especially if you're not seeing things. I mean, when they showed the replay, you see that ball clearly drop on that second one. You're talking about the second one, yeah, okay. Yeah, like he laid an egg. But the weird thing is that one is like the guy was never down, Like, and and the defender is running away with the football, and you're like, oh, that was down. I'm like, he wasn't even close. I don't even think he was down ever. He never really got tackled. what, What the hell did you see? I don't know what they saw, but that was there was it definitely wasn't anything that was happening on the field, man, for sure. That was very sad, very sad in that phantom face mask call, too. There, it was just everything that could possibly be horribly, horribly. I mean, you're going to get bad calls throughout games, or you're going to get phantom calls throughout the games, yeah. But when you're talking about uh, in this situation that a team is fighting. To win a playoff game against a team that they should easily no, beat. No, to win a game to make to to win the division. There's some, or the division. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. You, know, I, I'd say you put your best referees out there. You get you know your A group. Well, it's not still, the C it's, class. It's, it's just like the broadcasters. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> like no one's gonna watch this game. Although Nate Burleson did a great job, uh, and I thought he was the jinx. I also told Toomey. Toomey called me at halftime to make sure I wasn't uh, suicidal. So and, and we talked for almost a half hour, and when, when I hung up, I came back, and uh, Vikes had scored twice, <laughs> and all of a sudden it was like thirty six fourteen. So I I ended up I I stayed in with the game from that point on, um, and then I actually rewatched the entire second half on Sunday and uh, Sunday morning, and just to say like how because I was like. I was still trying to process how this was even possible because, and I, everything I thought of was confirmed. That set you you would think to have a five touchdown second half, four hundred yards, and then to go to overtime and win it. You're like you're barely getting there, right? And everything has to go right. Not everything went right for the Vikings at all. They went three and out on their first possession. They punted one other time. Uh, the the Colts kind of shot themselves in the foot, but they were able to move the ball and run time off the clock more than people are talking about. And it's just uh, Kirk Cousins threw an interception midway through. We were down 36-7 to with four minutes to go in the third. And I and as I'm watching this, I'm going, how did we win this? How did this? And then you know, as you see, and then all of a sudden, the game's tied, and it's not even the two minute warning. I'm like, because it just didn't seem like everything was not going our way. You know what I mean? It did not. the The planets did not line up. Like things went better for the Colts in the first half, and they did for us in the second half. We just executed bigger plays. Oh, absolutely. 
And then our players start dropping, they start cramping up and having issues. It's like, Oh my God, <laughs> this, this is if, and that pissed me off even more regarding the referees ineptitude, because now it's actually affecting these players where they're, they're doing overtime and they're, they're suffering because of it. If, if, and I'm not saying that, well, for the most part, I'm thinking if you give at least one of those touchdowns to the Viking, it's a different game. Our defense, if they held up like they were holding up to to stop the the bleeding on their end, then it's a whole different ball game. We wouldn't have made it to overtime. It probably would have been done with uh, the Vikings. Well, then again, maybe we get all preventative and think we need to protect a lead, no, and then we start so, crapping man. the bed. Yeah, I do think we could have had that game tied up with about six more minutes on the clock than what they ended up, which is unfucking believable. Um, right. And it's and it. Look, I get it. Uh, I'm not suggesting Kirk Cousins is is now top three quarterback. That, that I don't want to get people losing their brains. But let's. You know what? Here's a better comparison. I was about to say we know that this would be talked about probably for the next three months if it was Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, and for for reasons that I think are obvious uh, versus Kirk Cousins. But I also think that if this was the New York Giants that just came back from the biggest deficit of all time, it would still be talked about this week. We'd be talking about that playoff run with with Eli Manning. We'd be doing all these things that we're not doing, and it does seem like this this should be talked about a little more than the patriots being surprisingly stupid and uh which by the way great win for the raiders and i love that just the way mac jones got mauled um <laughs> and also a really cool win for the jacksonville jaguars jaguars over the cowboys uh, I, I, also a walk off interception touchdown but the, the, that shit happens almost every week this, you know, right. I mean, a 33-point, this is the biggest comeback in NFL history, and Kirk Cousins has had a phenomenal, seven fourth-quarter comebacks this season. And what's the, the coverage? It's like, the Vikings, they can't keep this up. Uh, they, they've win too many one-score games. And then, so I was like, that, why do I keep hearing that? And then I looked at the very early games. Uh, I didn't look at it after this, so I really don't, I apologize, I don't have the statistic, but I did share this on Facebook. All six of the, the the noon games on Sunday, all of them were one score games. That means every team that won that day won a one score game. And you know what? The the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody thinks they're fucking pretty good, right? They're 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 an odds on pick to win the Super Bowl. They've had seven one score games this year. Kirk Cousins has seven fourth quarter comebacks in one score games this year. They're four and three in one score games this year. Would you rather be ten and zero or four and three? And if the fucking Kansas City Chiefs were ten and zero in one score games, we wouldn't be wondering. Well, can their defense hold up? Give us just a little bit of respect. Half the teams making the playoffs right now all have a point differential much worse than us. But it's oh well, we we just you know look we lost a game by thirty seven fucking points that's gonna affect your point differential. And that's one game. Amen, brother. All right, uh, <laughs> I do think it's funny. Poor Matt Ryan, man. He's on the, the he's on the the losing end of the biggest uh, come from behind Super Bowl win and the biggest come from behind win of all time, and he's just sitting there going, you know. <laughs> I, I used to be Matty Ice, man. The squish. Maybe he's thinking he's getting 
getting too old for this shit. The the squish used to line up to watch me flow throw the football. Now, now this is my legacy. I'm that guy. So uh, yeah, very unfortunate. Not a good way to end the career. That's for sure. Oh, you, you're already calling his career, huh? I, I, yeah, I do, uh, it's starting to look that way. I did want to mention Gene. I basically lost my faith. Uh, in, in in any sort of God, when Ter- uh, not Terrell Owens, well Terrell Owens, let's throw him in the pile too. But it was uh, Keyshawn Johnson won a Super Bowl, and I'm like, there is nobody probably less deserving than that dude, uh, at least at that time. And maybe I should reconsider this because I think the Walmart curse on the on the Broncos, and also the way things are just. Jeff Saturday at halftime would probably locked up the head coaching job for the Colts for next year, and by the end of the game, he was a he's a guy who probably should get be the first interim head coach ever fired in season. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, you figure with his last name out playing on a Saturday, he probably should have had the edge. But did you know that was the one thousandth Vikings game too? I did. Yes, and, uh, and it's a great way to. To put that in the memory books there. And on the Friday before, I don't know, do you remember the Ahmad Rashad, Ahmad, Ahmad Rashad, Ahmad Rashad play uh, Hail Mary against the Browns in 1980, I think it was? One of the more famous Viking moments. They won the division on a last-second pass from Tommy Kramer. Anyway. I've, I've seen replays, but I wasn't, okay, uh, yeah. I wasn't oh, a fan at the time. Uh, since I mentioned God, that's the first game. No joke, Gene. That's the first game I missed because of church. And I've never, never, never gotten over it. Um, come home to see that. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm like eight years old. I'm like, oh, this, and it wasn't even real church. It was a Saturday game. I had, to, I, I was at choir practice. <laughs> An eight year old should be allowed to skip choir practice to watch the Vikings. I mean, how, Amen. you've heard me sing now. How good could I have been at eight? Jesus. Right. Um, anyway, they celebrated Unless that. broke, yeah. There was a whole reunion of all a bunch of players from that team, including Ahmad and Bud Grant and Tommy Kramer. And, uh, they got together on Friday. So I think that the timing of that was kind of neat, that that kind of miraculous play was followed by that miraculous game. So, Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, and, and just in case anybody that a bunch of haters out there uh, are unaware, I'm aware we didn't just win the Super Bowl. I know there's games left to be played. Uh, I, I still have doubts about our team. I, I, overall, I think, um, like the, when I look at power rankings, I think we've been treated pretty fairly this season, but I think some of the coverage and, and I, I don't think we're given, I can't believe I'm saying this. We're not giving Kirk Cousins enough credit for the, the, the season he's having because it's all like statistics and PFF kind of, I don't know, analytics, but, uh, give the, give the guy some love, man. He's, uh. He's he's been clutch. Like I said, seven fourth quarter comebacks this season. Let alone how many times he's getting knocked down. Yeah, how many leading times the league, right? What's that? Leading the yeah, league. Yeah, he leads right? the league. Yes, yeah, it's sad, but you, uh, I, I'm hearing more people talk about this is where what we expected when he came on when he got the big contract. We're finally getting the Kirk Cousins we paid for. And so I think he's getting a little bit less. Now the focus on the defense. Get the defense working. Now, obviously that first the first I think half, I'm giving the defense a B. Uh, and if they yeah, can that, if they can ride that into the playoffs, fuck yeah. Well, and and the way, you know, cuz obviously you got a pick six, you got a blocked field goal for a touchdown. The the uh, they only got in for one touchdown on offense. Yeah. And the rest were all field goals, so the defense and was kind of doing And they had two touchdowns that should have been counted. 
Exactly. Yeah, there that would have been a huge point swing if we had gotten those extra fourteen. I mean, we points. could have come back from fucking fifty for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, for crimey sakes. <laughs> uh, God, uh, they wouldn't have been down by fifty. So, uh, well, yeah, yeah well, right. it works out in the wash, right? And I know some people are they're they're willing to wash away those that the sins of the referee crew by being in the record books for having the uh, the biggest comeback in ever in the in football history. And it, it did get a lot of attention at the time. I think a lot of people were excited. It was a fun game, you know, after the first half. Yeah, I think the, the Sunday morning coverage w- was was solid. But I'm yeah. telling you, it's basically an afterthought now. And you're still talking about, like, can you believe a Belichick team? It's like I'm talking the national angle on, on this stuff. Locally, of course, that's all anybody's talking about. Well, Inclu- with the with the the Patriots, I think people want to crap on Belichick and the Patriots. So that's why they get an extra heaping of – Attention for that yeah. is because people it, on a national level. The though, I mean, to me, that's more of a fan. That's a, that's like you and me talking about the Packers. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily think ESPN or, or all these other sports shows on a national level are looking to crap on Belichick. If anything, they're probably waiting to praise him. Um, all I'm getting at is that yeah, that was one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in my life. And couldn't have happened to a, a better franchise, but it has happened before. It happens way more often than a team comes down from 33 points down at halftime. Um, and the uh, the end of the Jaguars game, if I was a Jaguars fan, I'd be fucking pumped up and fired up too. But you know what? I think I would be honest in, in the sense of like, you know, uh, but this other game happened and it's just unreal. And on top of that, a lot of lo- local Viking fans are like, yeah, but you know, you blah, 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 negative, negative, negative. Enjoy this. Just have, what are you watching sports for? Honest to God, if it's just, cause you, you can't win a Super Bowl without, okay. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you then. Uh, if if the only thing that makes it worthwhile is if your team that you root for wins a championship every fucking season, or ever, then I I, I just I, I don't know, man. Just just find a new team every year that you think you know you're gonna have better odds. You know what I mean? I just I don't get it. I don't get being a lifelong fan and being negative after that game. I get it. Yeah, we were 33 points down. It was a fucking chaos, chaotic first court, first half. But enjoy this, man. Just just well, that and the the other thing is that the team could have just gave up and went well. We always got the next game and they could have came out of halftime yeah. and just went through the motions. But, you know, Patrick Peterson went in there and said, Hey, we, we can stop him. If you guys just give us five touchdowns and, and it happened, you know? Yeah. And again, they had to overcome all this bullshit, but we, we've covered that enough, I guess. But yeah. And the, the last thing I want to say, and then I'll let you wrap it up. Um, it's not like this is the only game where this has happened with this team this year. All right, we're we're it's we're seeing a we're trending in the right direction to the point that we overcame a thirty three point deficit. I, I I don't know how to if you couldn't enjoy that and be happy for at least forty eight hours before you go. Yeah, but you can't do that against this team in the playoff. Okay, yeah, of course not. It's the, that whole scenario probably isn't going to happen in a game for us again. You know, pick six, block punt, uh, go for it on fourth down and don't get it, and all this stuff in the first eight minutes of a fucking game. You know what I mean? It's just anyway. Well, any last thoughts on on the Viking game? I think we we've monopolized with no Toomey. We're we're just only talking Vikings here. Well, it's not like we need to talk about anything going on with uh, 
the Titans anyhow. It wasn't a, a good game. But to kind of piggyback off of what you were kind of talking about a little bit, and I noticed this too, is uh, is I was listening to the phone calls coming in. Actually, I was listening to uh, that one podcast you turned me on to. They had their host leave the game at halftime. He yeah. was in the stadium. He went to go start taking calls for their podcast or the radio show or whatever it is that they turn into a and podcast. They could do a wine line. They figured everybody was just going to want to vent. Right. And I enjoyed listening to that the next day because I wanted to hear what people were, because people, <laughs> we, everybody rightfully so was pissed off and yeah. dis, you know, really disgusted with what they saw out there. And you know what? Rightfully so. Yeah, of course. And then the next I, day. I did Vogel, just real quick. I Vogeled the game. I put it on mute, put it on a record, and uh, Toomey called while I was wrapping some presents. I got interrupted by a friend of Amy's stopping by to drop some stuff off, went back to Toomey, and then all of a sudden I get back into the game. Anyway. Nothing wrong with that. But one thing, but then and then the next day and then, you know, preceding day, there was, you know, the, with all the phone calls and stuff, or even uh, the fan line from uh, the local radio station in postgame, the amount of people that were trying to crap on people like, oh, you left the game or you turned off the TV oh, or whatever. Please. I am so 33 sick of three to zero and right. nothing worked, man. I think Nate I Burleson am... nailed it during the game. He's like, you got to get this first down. Things are just unraveling. And then they didn't. Yeah, baby steps. But what what I'm getting at here is I am sick and tired and I've been this way for many, many years, I think since 98, I do not care what kind of fan you are. Why the fuck do you think I yeah. need to follow your rules to become a fan? I I am not a bandwagon fan, but I am a fan who will become disenfranchised yeah. and I will yeah, turn you, off you, the TV <laughs> if I don't want to watch a horrible product. Now, usually I'm still paying attention or I'll mute yeah. it. Like I said, I'll put on a record. Uh, or I'll go report, record a podcast because, you know, it's on the schedule. But when the team is doing good, I'm right there with them, too. So it's it. I just get so frustrated with people that think you have to be. That's a, that's like Packer fan talk. It when is. you think that everybody's got to be at How every single Super game. Have and you you won, Gene? How many of you won? And the answer to that is the same as you, idiot. Zero. <laughs> I don't, I've never played NFL football. Uh, so Right. So. Don't ha push your bullshit fandom on, on the other fan base thinking that if they don't meet up to your expectations or to what level of fandom that you're bullshit. You drank the Kool-Aid. Congratulations. Happy for you. But guess what? I don't need to be part of your little cult. I will enjoy the games the way I enjoy them. And, and go fuck yourself. Nice. Uh, I, I, I do, if, if I'm getting a little too hot, uh, I do take a time out. I will tell you this. Uh, uh, Chimmy hung in there, um, Chimmy, my cat, <laughs> for about the first quarter. But it was, I think, on the second or third, god damn it, she was like, all right, Daddy, I'm done. I'll talk to you <laughs> after the game. But no, I, I, th there's definitely times, especially during more frustrating seasons, where I'm like, I got to walk outside. I just got to just take a breath, breathe some fresh air, and then come back. And yeah. Because you know, like, like I don't, I've I've said it on the show. I allow myself that, that those three hours to go back to that kind of idiotic kind of fan and all that stuff. I give myself five minutes if the game didn't go well. That's it. Then you're back to being a normal person. You can't. This can't dictate your life. 
And so I, at the Amen. same time, I try to like uh, uh, check myself during the game a little bit. Uh, I allow myself to be emotional and have and in, embrace the moment, good or bad. But if it gets too bad to the point that like you know my cats are scared for uh, a day or two, then yeah, I got to check. You get you get dial it down, man. <laughs> yeah, and that you know what that was the thing for me when I was watching that the beginning of the game. It was just like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. So I wasn't even really getting worked up on this one. I just kept go just watching this avalanche of bad luck and, and stupid plays and all that going on that I just kind of just sat there and went, well, here we go. But you know, it wasn't always, it wasn't like a complete, you know, shutdown. Like in teams past, I would just pretty much go, yeah, yeah. okay, maybe I don't need to watch this whole game. This is a different team. It's a whole new coaching system. It's it's all these great players. It's a whole energetic, loving locker room. Oh, loving, nice. There's it's a completely different animal. So even though we were do- going down and down and down, I kept thinking, how are they going to get it back? Can they get back? Or do we have another like Dallas game where it's just like they they just have to roll over and take it? And this time they didn't. Yeah, the Dallas game felt like more like an ass kicking. This one felt like, God, stop fucking doing stupid shit. Yeah, you know, because uh, we've been say one thing about us we we haven't done a, had a lot of self inflicted uh, damage during this season. So I don't know, man. Um, I am always uh, I'm a guy who always feels like there's always it's a lot of times in hindsight, but I feel it in the moment. I'm just not willing to verbalize it. Like there's an omen. Something tells me today's not going to go good. And you know what it was on Saturday? I went to High V, uh, not for anything uh, specific, to, but to grab a couple things and actually a little preparation for this coming weekend with Christmas. Um, and as I was trying to find one last thing, walking back to the front door, two Viking fans walked in, and it was one of those moments where, by the way, they weren't doing anything wrong. Um, other than irritating me, because I could just tell by the look of them and the body language that they are not. They're not me. You know what I mean? It's a lot like being a Kiss fan. Or I think LC <laughs> said it when, when he talked about going to like a Bullet Boy show. You kind of look around, it's an ego boost. These guys gave me an ego boost as a human being, thinking, well, at least I'm not that fucking guy. Um, <laughs> and then I got to tell you, by the by, I think by the time we're 17 points down, I'm like, yep, that was the omen. Um, yeah, <laughs> There's been some big ones. Uh, my... Uh, ex-girlfriend wanted to watch the game at the VFW she worked at, and that was the Giants 41-0 game against oh us in the gosh. NFC Championship game. And I I was like, I, but I don't want to. But it was just like one of those things where it's like, and then we did, and then like, oh, God. And of course, and that's when you broke up, right? Well, we should have. Yeah. The, the very, we, I think the Giants scored that seven. That was your omen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was a fucking omen in general. Uh, she was definitely an omen for my life. Yes, things have been better since uh, we, we broke up. But there was one dude in the bar who didn't care who won. He just wanted the Vikings to be pathetic. And oh. he, you know, he's just loud. And it's like, ha, ha, you pathetic loser. He's like, it's just, just an old drunk. And I'm like, why? why did I get dragged here? And then you guys start a podcast together. Yes, exactly. Uh, anyway, you know what? That's enough. We got to move on. Uh, uh, you know what? The, the 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 Patriots Raiders thing. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, it was uh, an unnecessary lateral, one of those end of game things, and then they 
<laughs> threw the dumbest one, got picked off. Mac Jones got uh, rolled over uh, by Chandler Jones, I think. And then the the Raiders walked off with the win. And the Jaguars did the same thing to the Cowboys. Uh, un, you know, an unlikely comeback, and then they they win it on a on a interception return for a touchdown. So, all right, Gene, let's get to the picks. Picks or standings? Oh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting used to this. Yes, Gene, let's uh, update everybody on the standings first. Uh, you, me, and Toomey. All right, uh, I'm still on top with uh, 139 points. Yeah, you're on top, baby. Baco, yeah, you're directly underneath me, nine points shy of where I'm at. And Derek Henry Stiffarm, also known as Joshua Toomey, is at 117 points. He is shy of 20 points of my record. Okay. Um, and then the overall standings. Before you give me a, the top five, how many uh, games has Chris Inzak picked right this season? Has he got any more? He is up to 19. Yeah. Oh, so he, he did. Uh, he checked that. That's a quite a, a leap from, what was it, eight last week? Yes, he had a good week. He had a 12-point swing. All right, good for, good for Chris. Uh, um, anyway, uh, what's the top five looking like? Top five is Jay Sabluski at 143. Leslie is at 141. Aaron is at 140. Uh, I am at 139. And to running out the top five is Brian Davis holding that fifth spot still with a one-point lead over the sixth-place spot. He's at 134. He's down nine points. So that's our swing from the top five is nice. 143 down negative or down nine points at uh, Brian Davis at 134. And you're uh, holding the fort uh, for the, the Slobberknockers show. You're the only representative in the top five. So well done, Gene. Correct. You you are rocking at number nine, and uh, Toomey is down at fifteen. He's holding fifteen pretty steady <laughs> right now. I, I, I had a nice little in. surge there for for about a good seven eight weeks. Uh, climb back up uh, into respectable, and I've had two or three just disastrous weeks. Anyway, all right, let's get into it, man. Here are the picks. the The, the week starts off on Thursday uh, with Jacksonville heading to New York City to take on the Jets, not in New York City, but in New Jersey, which I think is hilarious. Uh, what do you got here, Gene? You're up first. Uh, you know what? I was going to look at it today, and I didn't. Uh, is Mike White expecting to play? Um, I haven't heard uh, officially if he is or not. Um, Sorry, I should say future Hall of Famer future Mike White. Future Hall of Famer Mike White. I can tell you this. It has no impact on my pick, uh, if that helps. You know... I'm I'm torn in this one. I'm almost thinking that I'm going to go with Jacksonville just to see if they can keep that momentum going. I know they're going on the road. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go with them. We'll see if this changes before tomorrow because we're we're not tomorrow before Thursday. God, I'm I'm off on my week here. I'm going to go with Jacksonville and uh, see if they can pull this one off. Well, the Lions also a a large cat. Uh, just went to New York City and beat the Jets. So I got to believe the Jaguars have it in them too. And they just beat the Cowboys, who I don't know if you've heard are probably the best team in in the history of sports. But uh, yes, I did hear that. So I got the Jaguars winning this one. Then we have Buffalo heading to the uh, the Mile High City, uh, Chicago. I'm going with Buffalo because I, I didn't even check the weather report on this one. That's how confident I am <laughs> in my pick. I am going with it's going to be windy. Buffalo for the win. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got Buffalo, too. Uh, Chicago, by the way, the only team in the NFC eliminated from the playoffs at this point. Uh, fun fun fact. <laughs> yeah, fun. 
All right, then uh, the uh, the New Orleans Saints are packing up the the, the truckster and heading to Cleveland. Uh, what do you got here? This another. This is a Saturday matchup too. Uh, uh, noon. Ah, yes, it is. Yes, the Saints are marching into the city of Angels. Marching. They are marching in. Uh, I'm going to take Cleveland to uh, end that march as soon as they enter the city limits. Yeah, you know the Saints uh, still have a chance. Chance to win their division. <laughs> five and eight, uh, or five and nine. I'm sorry, uh, but nine, uh, I think uh, I think um, Deshaun Watson is going to rub out any opportunities they have to advance in their division. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Browns win this one. I think. All right, then. Um, also, still on Saturday, good, a nice little slate of games on on Christmas Eve. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks heading to Kansas City to get some of that delicious gumbo. Now, Kansas City still trying to figure out the quarterback situation, but they're a solid 11-3 on the season. Uh, who do you have here? Oh, I heard a rumor Trent Green is going to be starting, but I, that's just a rumor. I, I can't substantiate those claims. Solid. But I don't see I don't see them giving this game up at home. I know they've had some questionable games, but I just don't see Seattle and, and Geno Smith running in there and taking it out. Or he's playing, right? Geno Smith. I know he's the quarterback for Seattle, right? Yes, yes. Still? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, doing all right. He's not injured, I mean, I should say. I should clarify. Correct. Uh, yeah. Geno yeah, against I'm gonna go, whoever. I'm assuming that uh, that Trent Green's coming back to, to uh, his starting position and he's going to lead the Chiefs to victory. Imagine what they'd be saying at ESPN if the Minnesota Vikings just barely beat the Houston Texans. They'd be like, this is not a Super Bowl team. They just, Kirk Cousins just isn't the guy. Uh, boy, with yep. all that uh, shit talk, I'm going to just uh, dice this one over to Kansas City. Yeah, they, they, they should have had enough to beat uh, Houston by more, but weird things happen in this league. Sometimes you come back from 33 down and win it. Sometimes you beat Buffalo on the road unexpectedly, and sometimes you almost get your ass handed to you by Houston, but narrowly escape by, and everybody still talks about you as you're just some kind of amazing You're talking friend. about Dallas? What are you uh, talking well, about? Doesn't, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Dallas did it. Uh, and yes, Dallas, they did. Dallas whooped our ass and barely beat the Texans, so I don't know what that fucking tells you. Um, all right. Well, anyway, let's keep things moving here instead of... Uh, 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 trying to infuriate Sinzak for a, a comment. Uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are taking their chili. That's right, Cincinnati chili to New England. Um, still on Saturday. Not a lot of, like I said, I think most of these end up being on Saturday here. Uh, so uh, will Bill Belichick be able to come up with a game plan dumber than what he brought to uh, the, the last play in, in Las Vegas? That's what I want to know. Even if he does, I don't think his team's got what it takes. Uh, I think the Bengals are gonna are gonna go in there and and do what they need to do. Patriots stay gonna, on track. Patriots gonna shock the shock the world and uh, lose to the Bengals. Yes. <laughs> All right, the king of the jungle, the Detroit Lions. Ooh, boy, they're squirrely. Fucking at five hundred. All of a sudden, they're heading down to the Panthers again. Another big cat. What's with all these cats, man? We just talked about the Bengals. Yeah, we got the Jaguars. We got Lions. We got Panthers. A lot of cats going on here. Meow, meow. Yeah, any team that's uh, based on an animal, I think, is questionable. But especially, <laughs> especially, I think uh, we're going to say one. tasty. <laughs> now this one is feeling very upsetting to me. I hope maybe it's because I'm expecting 
uh, Detroit to do what Detroit does. I know they're having a good run, but I just, I don't, it's like it's in the air. I'm just waiting for, for them to, to show us their true colors. I And I, I could be completely wrong, but right now I'm leaning towards Carolina uh, to see if they uh, can dethrone, declaw the kitties. Dan Campbell, that Lions coach, uh, he's got that booze nose, that bright red. Yeah. But he also, at the same it's time. getting worse. I don't know about that, but he's also like looks like he's in amazing shape. Like, like he could choke a stripper like no man's, no nobody's business. So, um, I got the lines on this one. Uh, this will be a chance for me to gain a game and gain on you, and uh, uh, come from come back and uh, at least to finish out the, the season respectable, Mister Bacalow. All right. Well, we went from cats to birds. We got the Falcons going to the Ravens. Uh, have you ever had uh, a, a, any any type of wing beside a chicken or turkey, like a falcon wing maybe, or a raven wing? You know, I like wings. Well, yeah, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> ah, yeah, you know, you know who's uh, you know Trump's kids have definitely killed a fucking raven or or uh, a falcon. At Eagle. Time. Yeah. All right, Falcons heading to Baltimore. Still on Saturday. Still noon. Yeah, it's going to be a busy day Saturday. This one, I'm going with the Ravens. I think Atlanta's just, they don't got it. Atlanta's still fighting for that division at 5-9. 5-9. Yeah. <laughs> Only one game out first. Boy, that's got to just piss off those Cowboy fans. Um, yeah, the, I don't even care who's playing for the Ravens as far as quarterback. They're going to win this one. Uh, all right, then we have uh, the Washington Commanders a little later in the day at 3 o'clock going to San Francisco. So they're heading out to, uh, I don't know, what, what, what's the what's the, 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 the Twin Cities there uh, in San Fran? San Fran and Oakland? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so what do you got here? This is, uh, this is the team I've been hearing a lot about on local radio and uh, local podcast, uh, Vikings podcast. Everybody's afraid of the 49ers. They want to make sure that Vikings stay ahead, a game ahead. <laughs> well, um, we lose yeah. uh, we lose a seed if they catch us. I think that's legit. I would right. much rather be a two seed than a three seed in this in the NFC. But uh, carry on. I would as well. And their their remaining schedule is S A W F T. It is soft. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, it, and you know what? But. They can say the same thing about ours. We got the Giants, Packers, and Lions. But all those teams are kind of trending in a different direction than theirs are. Right, yeah, and two of those are divisional games on the road for us. Yeah. This is, uh, this is I think, they're going to be their biggest challenge of the remaining games. But I'm, oh. I, can't pick them, I can't pick them to lose it. I'm going with San Francisco to keep on riding high as all much right. as it's... It. It sucks. I, I like Ron Rivera more than you do, and I need to catch a game up, so I'm picking Washington just for that reason. I hope you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. That that wasn't a homer pick. That was really because I'm, I'm. I think San Fran's actually going to win that game, but I'm picking them because I actually need to, to gain some ground here. Hey, last time you picked them to beat the Eagles, you were right. Hmm, speaking to the Eagles, uh, that time I meant it though. I actually was like, I think they're going to loop. The Eagles are heading down to Dallas. Um, they're going to swing through Fort Worth and hit a couple strip clubs, and they may be without Jalen Hurts. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. That is why I'm picking Dallas. I think Dallas is got so embarrassed by giving up that game. I expect them to be playing some top-notch top, top notch football, or they're going to do the complete opposite, and they are going to crap 
the bet. I'm going for the win. Dallas over the Eagles and to hand in the second loss. Philly is going to win this game. Nothing more to say. With or without? I, yeah, with or without. I they, they, they're okay. Uh, they have that that they want to lock up that division as quick as they can. Um, so I, I just I think they're going to win. I just I think they're a better team even without Jalen Hurts. Uh, and and I, I loved. I actually have turned the corner on Hurts this season. I, I, but I don't think he's like like Mahomes or or Josh Allen kind of guy. And maybe he'll get there. Who knows? I mean, it's only his second fucking season for Christ's sake. Uh, and I I guess he's probably in the MVP conversation. I'm really not paying too much attention to that. But I I still he just has that Justin Fields, uh, Kyle Kyler Murray kind of thing. But he's surrounded by a lot better players than those guys are. And, oh, there's a, and of course, there's, who, who they, used to be the quarterback guy? Who was it? Oh my god, I can't even think of the team he used to play for. He used to wear like the the most outrageous outfits. The, Cam the, Newton. Cam Newton, yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm leaning. To, as far as uh, obviously history will will prove it. Sure. You know, it, whether or I, not. I, I mean, Cam had a really solid career, and I'd put him ahead of of, of Jalen at this point. I don't think Jalen is incapable of getting there. I don't I, look. He's had an this season. He's been much better player than he was last year, and he finished last season strong too. So, and I remember that playoff game against the Bucks. You know, he damn near carried that team. But I'm just leery of these quarterbacks that run all the time because you see what happens. They get hurt, and it's and you know you, you need a Josh Allen kind of guy who is athletic, but he's also like ninety feet tall and you know he's just, just a monster of a person but but uh, don't get me wrong I think Jalen Hurts might actually be stronger than Josh Allen but he's just I don't know whatever he hurt his shoulder so we'll, we'll see what happens but I still got the Eagles on this one alright Raiders heading to the Steel City I got one right there Pittsburgh what do you mean you got one right anyhow uh, the Steelers <laughs> is my pick on this That's one I think they're scoring at home <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think the Raiders won their Super Bowl last week, uh, so this one's going to the Steelers. I think the Steelers want to win one for the home, win one for the Gipper, as uh, as Toomey would say. One hundred percent, you you nailed it. Yeah, that was the, that was their season. Um, the Green Bay Packers head to Miami now. Green Bay still, you know. So you're telling me you got a chance uh, are in the playoff hunt. I think it ends. Uh, well, I guess I just I led my pick there. Uh, what, what are you picking here? I am picking Miami to uh, end their dreams of, uh, or at least make it worse. I don't know if the one game, I think the one game is going to do it. I, I, think out, it I think it will, but uh, I think they need to win out and then have other shit happen. Um, and so to me, that means one more loss means you, you're not going to. So, yeah, I got Miami in this one. And that part of that might be wishful thinking, but yeah, I think Miami needs to get back on track and doing so in front of your home team is a, is a good way to do that. Especially uh, when Aaron Rodgers comes to town, you can make him look like an idiot. So yeah, we, uh, we, that's, that's the only noon game on Sunday. And uh, the the three o'clock game is the Broncos at the Rams, a couple of four and 10 teams. They know each other. Well, what do you think here? (laughs) Yeah, they do. And they both know how to lose. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, Los Angeles will uh, lose a little bit less harder on that game day. So I'm going to pick them to actually, I'm going to call it a win. 
Russell Wilson's uh, supposed to be back. Does that change your pick? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Uh, Todd Cunningham texted me. He was upset that I didn't congratulate him on the Broncos beating the, the Cardinals' third or fourth string quarterback. Uh, um, so, congratulations, Todd. Um, and thanks for listening. And They yeah. are who we thought they were. Exactly. And we let them off the hook. Damn right. <laughs> I got the Rams on this one, too. I don't know why. They're not, they're, they're not playing anybody. I think the Broncos might actually be trying harder than the Rams at this point, but uh, somebody's got to win it, and I just, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Rams. Tampa Bay uh, holding on to the one-game lead in the NFC South at 6-8, and eight. Uh, heading over to Phoenix. Uh, uh, going to spend a weekend with my mom, Tom Brady is, and uh, Arizona Cardinals. There, who do you got? <laughs> Boy, I keep thinking... Actually, I think I did. Maybe I did pick them to lose last week. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I keep thinking that uh, Tampa Bay is going to turn it around. Yeah. They got to find a win after a loss. And up by 17, the by day. the way. The nice comeback for the Bengals. Uh, Tom Brady did have a seven. First time he's lost a game where he led by 17. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I did pick the Bengals, so I'm glad I. I'm glad I did that. I don't know why I, I did, but I did, and uh, it worked out pretty well for me. I remember watching parts of that game, watching the score at least, and thinking oh man this, this sucks because my the team i picked is not doing well and then all of a sudden it just completely flipped around kind of like the vikings game <laughs> but i'm gonna go with tampa bay to uh take care of business in arizona the cardinals are trash and was it murray's out still right yeah. he's out for the season right yes i believe so yeah uh tampa bay for the win yeah they need this man they need this otherwise yes, they, they they might be in a tie for their division <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Uh, God, they got to have enough to beat the, the Cardinals. The, they're, they, they've been just dismal this year. All right, then the Monday night game, we have the Los Angeles Chargers uh, <laughs> heading to Indianapolis, man. How does Jeff Saturday rebound his squad for a Monday? How does, how does Saturday have his team play on a Monday? What does he Does he even know how to coach on a Monday? Well, we'll find out, I guess, but I'm not betting on it. I'm going to pick the Chargers to take out the Colts. Uh, the Colts, I think, are still going to be re- re- reeling from giving up a 33-point and no donut lead. Okay, I just want to put this on record. I, for some reason, I think the Colts are going to win this fucking game, but I can't I, I can't deal with the, the tongue lashing Toomey's going to give me if I don't uh, pick the team they're playing. So, yeah, uh, he, Toomey hates the Colts is what I'm getting at. Uh, they're basically the Packers for for the Titans. So I got the Los Angeles Chargers too. So why don't we get to the Titans game then? Uh, the Titans host the Houston Texans. The Titans, is it four in a row now they've lost? Uncharacteristic for that squad. Uh, what do you got here, Gene? Well, I know I picked them a lot to lose last week and uh, rightfully so. This week I'm going to pick them to win. I hope that Houston isn't doing something to find ways to, to make teams look like idiots and do so again on on, on Saturday. <laughs> Titans need the win more so, and Texas is is still, you know, circling the drain. This should be easy pickings. Should be easy pickings. Wait a minute. So where where's their, the, the uh, goddamn blanking on his name, though, their quarterback? Uh, is he okay? Which, which one, Davis Mills or Tannehill? Tannehill, thank you. Uh, as far as I know, but again, our Titans expert wasn't able to show up today, so let's say yes. Well, 
yeah, I think either way they should be able to handle their business, but I, I, there's there's something that's happening with that team, and I don't know. This might be the, the time to turn it around, or this will be the, uh, the where we start putting nails in their coffin. But I'm picking Tennessee to win them. Yeah, Tennessee's going to win this one, and then by default, that will make them a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs, who barely beat them. I think Tennessee wins by four. The, the Chiefs won by three. Um, all right, let's get to the, the headliner, and it's the headliner because Toomey's off to this week. We have the New York... There we go. We have the New York Giants coming to town. The G-I-A-N-T-S Giants. Uh, God, you talk about a team. Uh, have they ever been interesting? Has this ever been a team you, you you watched and like, ooh, the Giants are playing whoever? Like, they were never must-see TV. Maybe during Lawrence Taylor's day because he might, like, blow up the quarterback's knee and root in, in his career and then snort some coke on the, on the sideline. You know what I mean? But the, the, you talk about a team. That's why that, they're white. They're just so boring, man. Um, and, yeah, they had kind of a nice re, uh, resurgence this year, much like the Jets who came to town, and and uh, the Vikings took care of them, yeah, with like a one-score win. Well, what do you get? Break this one down, Gene. I have concerns regarding our injuries. I've got concerns on a- – our team recovering. I know it's it's at least they got a week this time. That that second line is the most Minnesota thing you're going to say about this game. The big letdown, right? Because we did it at Buffalo into into Dallas and uh, uh, Green Bay into Philly. So, well, I, I'm hoping that this is not that same team. I'm I'm trying to not let history influence my pick here, and they. God, you, I don't know, you're just with that, that second close half, to picking the Giants. Wow. No, I, it just feels like spoiler, you know, like like the Detroit game. I was seriously almost thinking of changing my pick just because I thought, you know what? This feels like one of those games that we just don't show up for. And I didn't change my pick and uh, I lost a point. I could be tied for a third or whatever if I had left it there. Oh, but I, have, <laughs> I, I know that, you know, I, I am grateful for the fans that stayed in that stadium. That stadium was rocking on that second half. And I thought just, about that too. No shit. How was that like at least a quarter of that building gone? And and, and I'm with you. Can't blame you. Right, but that's that's the beauty of this team versus the previous uh, all of the previous Vikings teams at least since 98. Yeah, we we wouldn't be down by 33-0 with a different team. We would have pathetically lost a 33-point lead. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it is just different all around. Yeah, I like the energy. I like the vibe. I am excited to see the fans showing up. They're going to be wearing their white. They're going to white out the stadium, and it's going to be cool, and I hope it really pumps the team up, and I hope that they don't make stupid errors like they did in the first half. They should be able to handle this game. I know the Giants are fighting hard. But the Vikings in that stadium at home with those players, they, as long as the defensive scheme is good and our players wake up on defense, I'm, I'm not worried about Patrick Peterson. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, what's his goddamn blank, blanking on his name? Harrison Smith. He's uh, He feels like he's on the downslide of his career. You know, that's a hot it's part take. of age. What's up? I said that's a hot take. Yeah, there's a hot take for you. <laughs> I'm the first person to say that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Uh, I'm going with the I'm going with the home team. I'm going with the Vikes. I I, I think they should be able to do, uh, to win the game, but like I said, I, I have a little bit of apprehension just because it's a game that the the momentum's going for us after that big blowout. Yeah. That we sh- if we can carry that into this game, then there should be no stopping us in, until we get to the playoffs. You and I watched the first game of the season together, the the Green Bay Packers at at the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know if it was just your calming general influence or just a vibe I had, but that is the only game this entire season so far that I actually felt going into it calm, not worried. We're going to do this. Everything's going to be okay. That is literally the only time this this year that I went into the weekend feeling that way. And this weekend is no different. I, I... Look, if we don't make the mistakes we did against the Colts and don't shoot ourselves in the foot, my gut tells me that we'll take care of the Giants. This might be our second two-score win, and maybe that'll appease some of the people who cover this team on a national level. No, because they're going to say, well, it was just New York. Well, yeah, it's always going to be something. It's always going to be something, but I'm not worried about that so much, as much as I like poking the the bear and stuff like that you know i'm not trying to claim that this team is is the second coming of i don't know whatever the tom brady team that lost to the giants in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> i just like the vibe there's something special and i'm trying to enjoy every week and yes. not not to worry too much about the losses we're 11 and 3 for fuck's sake i'm in a good mood um that doesn't mean the Giants are a pushover. They have had they've had a good uh, season for a reason. But Saquon Barkley has, well, like a lot of running backs, we can say the same thing about Dalvin Cook. But he's kind of tailed off as the season progressed. Uh, the difference there is that I don't know that the Giants have much more than Saquon Barkley on offense. So our our offense should be able to keep up with theirs. I don't know that much about their fucking defense. I'm taking the Vikings. I'm going to give them a. Uh, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna win this by five points. 25-20. 25-20. You want to give a score? <laughs> Do I want to give a score? Let's go uh, 17-24. All right, fair enough. Um, well, Gene, um, give us the horn, baby. Yeah, that's for you, Timmy. We'll, we we miss you, buddy, and uh, we'll see you uh, next week, hopefully. All right, so before we get out of here, let me uh, uh, give up uh, two Toomey's picks here. <laughs> we got uh, Toomey has. This is counting down. These are his winners. The Jets, the Bills, the Browns, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Bengals, the Lions, the Ravens, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Bucks, and the Chargers. So those are Toomey's picks for the week. Gene, I just want to say to you and all the listeners and to Toomey, a Merry Christmas to everybody who's uh, um, uh, hung in here with us. But uh, all the best to you and your family, buddy. Yeah, thanks. You too, man. And yeah, to all our listeners. We appreciate it. Everybody, all the contributors, all the smack talk. It's been fun. Yeah. Even Chris Sinzak, happy holidays to you and your 19 correct picks. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's 12 more than he had last week. (laughs) <laughs> Good for him, yeah. Anyway, uh, Skull, motherfucker. Skull Bikes. You like that? You like that?
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 